Hello, my name is Monique Camella. I am a trauma-informed feminine empowerment, self-love and relationships coach. I created the Good Girl Unleashed podcast as a way to support you on your journey to liberating yourself from limiting beliefs, trauma, suppression, so that we can all come home and live authentically and unapologetically. I support my clients and my community with resolving trauma, releasing suppressed emotions in a safe, supportive way that allows them to reconnect to their authentic self and create a deeply fulfilling life and rich, nourishing relationships. I'm so grateful that you're here. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Good Girl Unleashed podcast. So today I'm here with Victoria. Um, I'm so excited to have you here. We connected recently at the Starlight Festival in Bangalore and I just felt really resonant with what you had to share. I loved the milk and honey era that you talked about and yeah, just so many things were like popping out at me um, and I'm so excited to have you here to share that with our community. So I'm just going to hand over to you and I'd love to, if you'd like to share a little bit about you, your journey, um, and then let's dive in. Amazing. Yeah. So Victoria Redbard, um, I'm a somatic sexologist. I've been working in the space of sex and intimacy, um, relationships, connection, business for uh, just over a decade now. I created this school, the Institute of New Paradigm Intimacy, where we trained over 100 practitioners in my uh, modality that I created. And I sold that last year in February. And now I'm working on, um, I'm like a director of, I bought a women's organic lubricant company in February last year. Um, so I've just been working on that and doing some mentoring. Mm, amazing. Yeah, and so in the, the talk at the Starlight Festival, you were sharing about the, the milk and honey era and you brought in like slowing down and I really loved when you shared around the lubricant and it was like that invitation to be really slow and mindful when we were like exploring the product. Mm-hmm. Um, and you spoke quite a bit about the infinity eight energy between connecting to the heart and yoni center. Um, so I'd love if you'd like to share a bit about that with our community. For sure. So, yeah, I've been journeying with um, th- this idea of like so many women I know are journeying through burnout and a lot of what I feel like burnout is often in the in a female body is like a, a driving through the mind instead of trusting like the body to lead. Mm. And if you go to any kind of chiropractor or, um, you know, work with anybody with the spine, they'll talk to you about like the state of grace. So like bringing the heart forward and leading with that. So like the shoulders go back, the chest goes forward. And then there's just like this emergence. So it's almost at the heart and the body really is leading before the mind. So almost like the chin is further back than the body. And, I started to work with this idea of just like what would happen if we were circulating those centers and becoming more focused on those centers. So just journeying through that figure of eight, which is a very, you know, old sort of neo-tantra practice, but just sending those energies through. And I personally started to have an experience of this when I worked with the yoni elixir. It's like there's an emanating that can start to well up from the from the breasts. And it is that milkiness, like that place of nourishment, that place of um, 
yeah, like there's a there's a juiciness that I can start to experience where it's like I've not actually had any children of my own and I feel that there is a place where the breast can actually start to emanate that energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know a lot of women that have um, had children and things like that, They get, like the milk might switch off for a period of time and it can also just come back when that energy starts to flow again. And I feel like there's a, these innate sort of secrets to the body, you know, that we can tap into where we – um, can create this like overflowing energy that wants to nourish and wants to nurture people that starts to mo- move through the heart mm. and we can offer that up to ourselves and then the honey for me is like the gravity you know it's the gravity that sits between the hips you know this like this womb energy this place of creation but it's not this like emptiness that when we meditate we're going to it's like a fullness that starts to sit there and when there is gravity inside of a woman's hips and then she's like like that becomes the center of her being there's a different way that she's moving in the world like she naturally moves slower because she's not trying to push to make something happen she's working in this in this energy that is just allowing and trusting and magnetizing what needs to come towards her and so there's a a whole different sort of timeline that she's operating on and it's very contradicting to what we see in the business world you know the business world is often about like you know you make things happen there's decisions there's this there's that and what I started to find was like the, the things that came for me when I started, when I let go of that world and came into just the trusting again of like, where does the, what does the body want to take me? What, where's, what is the timeline of this body was a lot more started to come to fruition. And so there's a sense for me that there is a, a different timeline when you're working inside of the body's rhythms. And often it's very normal that we won't trust that because our reference points for time are outside of us. Mm. You know, and it's like I feel like if the if the planet had its way, it would try and get a baby to pop through in eight months, you know, like it's just like that's the nature of our society now, you know. Mm. And just trusting like the timing of the body and how long things take and and working with it's almost like you get further up the mountain. It's the way I describe it to people. It's like when you're down here with the people in the city, you know, it's like the time just feels like there is none, you know, because everything is speeding up and everything has the reference points that you have for what's going on are very instant because you're dealing with a lot of information. And the further you go up the mountain, the more you can see down across a a widest like spectrum of time. Um, The tapestry of life is just bigger from up in that point because you're seeing like, oh, if I choose to go a little bit this way, I can see where that's going to take me. But when you're down there with the people in, in the in the busyness, you can't actually see that. Yeah. So for me, what this does is just like brings you further up your own mountain to recognize that whatever things look like are taking a long time are actually perfectly timed because you're just saving time when you're looking at things from that perspective. Yeah, I love that because this is so in alignment with I, with what I support women with of like coming out of the head and into the body and feeling all of the different sensations and emotions and just being in the present now moment um, and learning to lead from your heart and allow yourself to be guided to trust in the divine unfolding. And I love what you shared about like, yeah, if, if the earth had its way of like popping out a baby in eight months and it's it's so funny the language we use when a baby is considered late (laughs) and it's like what is late like it's in divine timing this baby's it's gonna come out and it's gonna come out when it's ready whether it's early or late it's actually just an illusion it's gonna come when it's ready and it's something i've definitely had to 
really learn and practice leaning into myself because there is such deep conditioning around like achieving and getting somewhere and the destination and yeah what it means to be successful and how long things should take and I find on this journey when I'm supporting women to heal deep wounds and connect to their authentic self express themselves have these beautiful relationships and all these amazing things but it's like we want everything right now we want it yesterday we want that magic pill that quick fix but we're on this journey and I feel like it does require us to just really slow down to connect to the body and to really trust but I definitely find and it's something I struggled with for a long time as well is the trust piece is really getting out of the head and knowing that I'm safe to trust to trust my body to trust the divine timing Mm. is there anything you want to share about that that could be really supportive of how do we actually come into our body how do we learn to trust again (laughs) yeah it's a good question it's interesting for me actually I was like quite late as a baby as well I think I was nearly a 10th month baby (laughs) so my relationship to timing is like okay this is going to happen when I'm ready (laughs) yeah and um my experience is is like uh really like where is your reference point for time is a good place to start. It's like if you are tracking the people in your life, like if I, if you and I are in a house together and I want you to get in the car, if I start speaking to you really fast and get in the car right now, like you're going to start to speed up inside because that is the nature of humans. When we're around other nervous systems that are moving at a different pace, we will naturally fall into the rhythm of that. Versus if I say, if I want you to slow down and I ask you to breathe, and I tune in and connect into my body as I'm asking you to do that, your system will naturally start to down-regulate. So the first thing you can do when you're tracking the external, um, you know, places where you're maybe not in trust or where you're not watching with time is like looking at who's around you. Who is it that is actually either speeding up your time or slowing down your time? Mm. And just not judging it in a bad way, but just recognizing that if you do have somebody in your life that is asking you to speed up all the time and move quickly, can you start to just have more awareness that that is what's happening because there is a different speed and time inside of them and just keep calling that awareness back into your body when you're working on a different timeline. So if you're, if you have a more awareness of it, it's basically like you have more opportunity to call back the timing of your life because you can just come inside and find, okay, what's the actual truth of the rhythm of my life right now? Yeah. And I've found for myself, it's actually in the slowing down that I get more done, that I am more effective or productive anyway. So sometimes we're like, oh, I've got to get all these things done. And I'm like tackling this never ending to do list like a lot of women are. And it's like, I've just got to keep rushing and rushing. But I find it's like, where's the time gone? That kind of feeling. Whereas when I've actually slowed down and tuned in of what's actually important, what is that priority? What is an alignment for me? where is my energy behind like what am i excited about and really wanting to put my energy into i find that i have more time like it just it feels like i have more time i get more done i feel more satisfied about what i've done i feel more in my joy more aliveness and more ease and presence Mm -hmm. um but yeah there is this conditioning of like we've got to just get all the things done as fast as possible but then we get so burnt out Mm. yeah you know i've been we hold a a night here called the fuck up nights Mm. in the coast and it's about um 
entrepreneurs coming to share their fuck ups. And we had one on Tuesday night. And they had a lot of people that had raised a lot of capital through investors and um, different business pieces, people like that. And the same themes always come through when I hear about people that have investors. It's like just because you can source it's like if it's like imagine they, they, it's funny as well because they call it a seed fund right when you get like that first initial payment and and it's and what it really is is i feel like it's more like steroids for the seed <laughs> you know it's like we're literally like for, forcing this thing to grow so quickly and if you ever see any kind of plants it's like when they get fed with lots of plant um fertilizer they move very quickly but they don't have as much nourishment and they tend to fall over a lot quicker mm. And versus when you cultivate something and you slow down and you just let like nature take its course and you let the seasons nourish whatever it needs to be nourished. It's like then all of a sudden you're working with the true nature of time actually. Yeah. Um, so there's just like this real theme and it's not to say that it doesn't work, you know, but that to get investors and to work in those ways, but there is something about, um, the lessons that get learnt, and um, and also what I feel like is happening when we are trying to bypass or get cash and get think get investors to put in, in inside of these businesses, because I mean the truth is what I keep hearing over and over again is that small businesses don't actually need that. They need to learn how to initiate through. And for me, that's what I what I keep seeing is like when you try to move against the uh, nature's time, what you're really working with is like you're not getting initiated. You're not actually passing through. Um, my own personal relationship to business now, whatever I'm doing is always about the journey and what kind of initiation I'm choosing for that path um, and what kind of things that I'm asking to initiate me. And sometimes the initiate, like one of the things I will say is that this isn't a call out for everyone to slow down and not do anything quickly. This is actually like choose your speed. That's my That would be my message, if anything, because, you know, when I first started my school, um, I didn't have investors but we scaled so quickly and there was a truth to it because it was just like so in demand and that was what was required. And there was also just like uh, a point where I was asked to basically slow down and listen to that and release myself from being the CEO of that role anymore. And it was very confronting to do that slowing down process when I felt like the energy was telling me to speed up. Mm. But for me that this is what I've realized is like, there's a, it's a relationship to time and relationship to what's actually happening in the world. When, when there was a requirement for that, it was expansion mode. It was higher, you know, five more people. It was, it was that relationship to it. And then the moment that it started to shift and become like, okay, this isn't desired as strongly anymore. Yes, we can work on the marketing. Yes, we can do these things, but actually listening to that and letting people go and, and like calling it back to simplicity was actually harder because I was so, because that was the point where my ego was attached to that level of speed and that level of expansion. So it, it's really that um, like tracking that and choosing the initiation path of it is my like takeaway for anybody who's wondering whether they, you know, what kind of timeline is their life on? Yeah. I love that you've brought that because yeah, I, I really resonate with there are times where I feel like really speedy and I'm like going for it and there's lots of moving pieces and I feel a lot of excitement, a lot of energy and I'm getting so much done. But then there's other times where my body's like, no, it's time to actually be in slowness or it's time for hibernation or rest or whatever. And it's definitely been a practice of really honoring that time of needing to rest and needing to slow down and being okay with everything not getting done all at once um 
But yeah, I definitely feel like the seasons that we move through. So there are times to move that little bit more quickly and things are expanding and moving. And then there are those times to just really slow down. And again, I, I feel like it's practicing connecting to the body to really know when it is time to slow down, speed up and just, it's almost like a bit of a dance for me and it's constantly changing. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I think the reason why the focus becomes on slowing down is because it's like everything in our lives is often telling us to hurry up, you know. Um, I'm, I'm living now on like 50 acres here. I've been here for like three and a half years. And when I first got here, it was like uncomfortable, you know. It's just like, oh, okay, this is hard for me to actually be in like this is stillness and silence and the mountain here, you know. It's like it's beautiful. And it took me a long time to find the rhythm of this place. Mm-hmm. And actually now I'm like I notice it when I'm away from it, you know, like if I go to Melbourne or if I'm in the city in some way, it's like, okay, I'm just like, okay, I need to come back to my rhythm because this is my rhythm now, you know, like I've moved into connection with that. And I really recommend for anybody who's looking to reconnect to the rhythm of themselves is to come back and be with nature. I feel like nature is always the key into finding like the true rhythm of your body. Um, And if you know how to slow down, usually you know how to speed up as well. Like there's, I think there is a point where it does like tilter into stagnancy, but I think there is just like this truth of, um, yeah, like recognizing how to, like how to unwind and, and working with the cycle of unwinding and tracking when it's the moment is to unwind. And when I've, when I have been very stressed and very challenged, like, unwinding isn't like go and sit in silence, you know, (laughs) sit still. It's like, okay, no, I'm going to watch a movie. I'm going to do the steps that are going to like, which is actually stimulus, but it's like a removal of one layer of stimulus. And it is that like, and I just want to make it like time to honor that process actually and actually speak to it because it's not always uh, one end of the spectrum to the other, you know, it's actually like this process of going, okay, what kind of, what would be less stimulus than what I'm working with right now? And then just unraveling each layer and coming into the slowness that is available under that layer. Yeah. I really love that. And I've, I've noticed that for me as well. Like when I'm at my base, cause I travel a lot for, for my business and have done for the last uh, almost four years now. And I find when I'm traveling, I find that I'm like, kind of more in that go, go, go. But like when I'm sitting in the car, I'm in the slowness. But as soon as like we're at the place, it's just like this so much fast energy. And I can find that in the past, it's been really easy to lose myself when I'm traveling and like not do the practices that I would usually do and take less priority around self-care. But when I'm like at my base and I'm in my rhythm and I'm in my like my little bubble, I find it much easier to flow with that rhythm. Um, And so it's been a practice as like, as is I'm on the road and I'm traveling more of like being in my center. Um, And I resonate with what you were sharing, like when you're, you're in your home and there's all this like slowness and stillness. But then when you say in Melbourne or Sydney, there's so much energy around you. I definitely feel that as well when I'm traveling all over the place. Mm. Yeah, and also thriving on the on the on the speed as well. You know, like you said, there is that chaos inside of us that wants expression, yeah. that wants to move, and that is that is the feminine ultimately. 
Yeah. And I've definitely noticed like within business of when it's like this part of me that's still trying to be busy when it's like, okay, busy time or go time is actually complete. And I'm like fighting that transition into winding down because I'm like, oh, but there's still other things to do. And so I'm jumping from tab to tab being not productive at all. And I've had to just practice, just close the laptop, put it away. And maybe it's watch a movie just to kind of have that switch and maybe it's meditation maybe it's going for a walk like but it's having all these different options rather than thinking like i should do it this way unwinding is this and creating a story of what that unwinding looks like it's actually for me tuning in what do i need what is going to be most supportive rather than what i think i should do yeah completely it's also like something to speak to of like when what happens when we don't slow down in that way um, and what I've seen from so many of my clients is like, this is when the health challenges come in. Um, and that, because basically when we speed up like quite a lot, we're working with heat in the body mm. and then that heat can get trapped in basically into the liver or it can get trapped in, um, other different places inside of the organs. Some women I know that have had a lot of, um, uh, sort of unpro like they, they're not unwinding because there's emotionally something that's impacted them yeah. whether that be sexual abuse or whether it be a bad relationship or heartbreak or whatever it's like what starts to happen for those when i often see is that there's a heat that never stops in the body which then so it's sort of like a catch-22 it's like the emotional thing that's happened the trauma has impacted them which then creates heat in the body that heat in the body isn't then um coming into any kind of when the emotion isn't moving, then the water isn't moving. So then that gets stuck. So then the heat then starts to create the speeding up to make everything doing. But then we're also using the emotionality we don't want to face to also keep looking outside to keep things busy. So then we're again creating more heat in the body. And then the major things that I see that happen then again, are like um, like inflammation in the body because mm. there's too much heat. Um, water retention because the water is not moving through the body. So it looks like, you know, sort of bloating and swelling, thighs, belly, that kind of spaces. Um, and then also like bladder infections and things like that. So a lot of women that come to me with like UTIs or um, anything that's sort of uh, heat around the urethra, that kind of space, it's like there's this sense of like that the heat hasn't been able to move through the body. And this is when uh, when I started working with the self-pleasure modality that I created, um, it was actually a lot to help women with some of these heat issues. Um, because once they're the we find someone to sit with us, the self-pleasure is basically you find you sit with somebody, then you're witnessing your self-pleasure. Sometimes it's just emotion, sometimes it is naked, sometimes it is genital touch, sometimes it's not any of those things, you know. And it's just really about trusting and connecting into Eros to guide you out of whatever it is, is going on inside of the body. Mm. And what I found is that instead of taking pills or trying to get the heat out in some kind of medicinal way, I mean, herbal things is a whole different story. I'm, I am really pro the herbs and that's a lot of what Yoniolix is about as well. It's like there's chamomile, there's sage, there's a lot of like um, things that release uh, bacteria and things like that inside of the yoni elixir that's been created that I created and what goes through that is um just this capacity to let go of a lot of the emotional pieces that are there 
And so if there is some sort of struggle with the heat or um, water retention in the body, I recommend working with the oil in this way, slowing down and also having somebody witness you like a practitioner in this practice. Because when you have another nervous system to work with, to allow you to, you, you're able to access so much more of your emotionality, your sensuality, the slowness that is available to you when there is a nervous system that's guiding you into that place. Yeah, I've definitely found for myself and also witnessing those that I've worked with, like having someone there with you transforms the space. The container is so much deeper. And even for me, myself, when I've been receiving and I've been ha- having someone hold space for me, whether that's in self-pleasure, whether that's in inner child healing or whatever it is, I'm able to really go that much deeper and stay really present. Um, and I find it so much more profound, like even having someone there with me, sit with me and be in meditation. I mm. find it so much deeper, so much more nourishing. Like I'm just really, really here and I get so much more out of it. And I find um, with self-pleasure, it's something that I've had so much shame around myself, something that was like a no-go zone, didn't even want to think about it, would cause so much contraction thinking about self-touch, self-pleasure, any of that. Um, And so that's something that I support my clients with now is releasing that shame and being able to really connect to their body um, in such a deep, loving way. But yeah i found that there was so much resistance to all of that so having someone to support me through it and hold me through it was really really profound do you have anything that you could share of how someone could start this process of really coming into a self-pleasure practice especially if they are holding quite a bit of shame or discomfort or resistance to that yeah, I mean, I recommend sitting with a practitioner for one. Like there's so many, um, the business that I sold is still um, qualifying a lot of self-pleasure practitioners. There's still space for those connections. Um, I can find that through the Institute of New Paradigm Intimacy. And then um, my piece would be just to like differentiate the difference between masturbation and self-pleasure. So masturbation is like we're going to have an orgasm, we're going to have pleasure, there's going to be arousal, it's going to be genital touch, those things are kind of a given and then when we move into transitioning to self-pleasure it's like letting go of uh, any kind of goal around pleasure arousal orgasm any of those things it's letting it all go and then allowing the body to like setting a timer for 30 minutes or something like that and then just choosing to be with the thoughts the feelings the emotions and the sensations tracking the sensations and then um like conversing with the sensations with sound, breath, movement, and touch. Mm. And when you start to use those tantric tools to be with the body in that way, you see another possibility of how you can actually um, let go of there needing to be a goal or needing the body to provide something for you and just letting the body just start to speak to you. Mm. I really loved the differentiation. I know you brought that up in the the talk at Starlight as well, the difference between masturbation and self-pleasure. And I feel like that's so important because often when we hear self-pleasure, we're thinking of masturbation. But when we actually hear that differentiation, it's like, oh, well, self-pleasure could actually be connecting with your heart or allowing your emotions to move through. Or like even the touch could just be like along the arm and just some gentle touch. I remember um, when you shared around the Yoni Elixir at the festival and there was the invitation to be really slow and mindful as you um 
kind of rubbed it between the hands. And as I was doing that for myself, I just felt such a deep connection. And I actually could feel what you mentioned earlier about like the heart coming forth. And I actually mm. felt my heart come online. I'm like, wow, this is actually really powerful. Um, and that's when I was like, this is definitely something I want to be working more with. And I wanted, to, I was like, I want to share this with more people because I feel like just, yeah, having that Yoni Elixir and that invitation to slow down and to connect to pleasure, even just by rubbing your hands together and connecting to this Elixir was such a beautiful experience. And it really shifted the way that I thought about self-pleasure in that moment as well. Nice. Um, <laughs> so I'd love if you'd like to share a little bit more about the Yoni Elixir, um, like what's in it, how people can use it. Um, I'll definitely share a link below as well for people to have a look more into it. But yeah, if you want to share a bit more. Yeah, beautiful. So um, yeah, Yoni Elixir is are really about connecting into your touch to create, um, to activate the radiance inside of your body. And when you activate your radiance, you're creating that magnetic field, that pulse, that aliveness inside of the body that allows for what is for you to come for you. And when you cultivate that energy, there, there's, there's actually a lot in the only elixir that goes into it. So I make it all in my apothecary. I infuse all of the herbs into the oils before I like months before I make it. Um, the herbs that I have in there is like raspberry leaf, um, sage, chamomile, um, powder arco. Um, it's a few different things of lang lang, myrrh. So there's they're all aphrodisiacs. There's ashwagandha in there as well, which also is about increasing your libido. Um, the raspberry leaf is all about like working with the uh, muscles that are in the organs of the womb. So they, they start to massage them. So it works to like relieve any kind of tension around PMS and those kind of pieces. Um, yeah, there's a lot. When I make it, I like play the harp to it. So there's a lot of infusion that goes into like the intention, a lot of prayer, um, a lot of slowness, a lot of all those pieces. So there's there's this sense that when you're connecting in with the only elixir, you've really been invited into the portal that is um, radiance, connection, intimacy, like that depth, that well of of the feminine really that is inside of all of us that we can access. Mm. And so by slowing down and connecting in with that part, you're cultivating a reference point to the, your internal clock really that capacity to listen to yourself and hear yourself beyond anything else. And this was a really big transition that happened for me through this work is like I started when you start to, when you're tracking so often in your self-pleasure, the, where the energy is in your body, what's happening in your body, you then kind of become the stronger mirror in every part of your life. So when anybody's around you, you're not then being taken out of your flow into other people's flow. You become the stronger mirror and people are able to move into your flow. Mm. And this is a thing that I've often shared with women that are wanting to change their sex life as well. So it's like when you have, when you're with a man, there's often this idea that because he has the penetrative force, um, he is then di dictating the pace or the um, the way that the experience of sex is going to happen. But when you become a stronger mirror, you're able to actually in like guide him you don't even need to say hey this can you slow down or we need to do something different you can just actually place your hands on their arms or their shoulders and with such presence you're able to bring them 
into your frequency, into your slowness. And women that have had this capacity to be the stronger mirror, like, oh, this is amazing because I no longer have to have awkward conversations. I'm able to have the sex that I want. I'm more orgasmic. I'm pulling men into my vortex, which is allowing a certain um, energy to start to shift. This, of course, works for women as well, but it's like usually I find that when a woman meets with a woman sexually, it's way more like expansive and we're coming into a whole different frequency. Whereas when we're with a man, it's like we're working with an opposite, opposite type of frequency. Mm. So just to being able to find that alchemy where the man is able to synergize and come into that space of you is powerful for allowing the the sex to unravel in the way that you desire. Yeah. Cause I feel like it's, it's definitely something I experienced for myself and I'm sure many others do as well where there's a lot of that conditioning again with sex and how fast it should be and the position that you should be doing and how fast it should take you to get to orgasm or turn on and you should just be ready to go um there's the goal around orgasm and like there's a destination to get to and it becomes less about that journey and riding those waves whereas when i found that shift happening for me of it being a journey i experienced such deep healing in the space i had different emotions arising i had expansion my heart opening i had these really incredible orgasmic experiences that i didn't think were ever going to be possible for me and so it was really really mind-blowing to see how much can come through like i'd have incredible um insights and ideas and inspirations come through like at that kind of point of orgasm as well where i'd have like um i remember the logo for my podcast came through at that like explosive experience where everything just expanded and opened up but another piece was that previously when it was all orgasm kind of goal orientated it felt like it was a really explosive like just a release of energy and i felt really depleted and really low even for like the um like hours after but even the next day i'd almost feel hung over whereas now I find that the, there's more of this deep connection to the body and circulating of that energy. It's more energizing and nourishing and bringing so much inspiration and clarity and connection and intimacy. Yeah, beautiful. I love that. Yeah, that's really like a common thread that you that I hear as well with my clients is just this capacity to shift the, um, the narrative of what sex can actually be for you. And it is hard. I just want to acknowledge like that part of the challenge when your partner or your lover is in a whole different paradigm to what you're working with, you know. But the main key is just to keep coming back to self. And the more you have practice with yourself, the easier it is to actually shift the external experiences of our lives. Yeah, I definitely feel self-pleasure and connecting with yourself on your own is so important rather than always needing to connect sexually or intimately with someone else i find it is really important to have that time to really build the foundations of connection and i think Mm -hmm. having like the yoni elixir and or like some sort of ritual where you're just connecting to self-pleasure rather than necessarily masturbation or needing to get to that orgasmic explosion it's more like let's connect and slow things down i find it's more easier to bring that into the partnership because you've got that foundation inside of yourself yeah completely agree yeah Mm. yeah thank you so much for our conversation today i think it's 
just so potent and I'm super excited to share it with everyone. Um, I'd love to know, um, yeah, just how people can connect with you. I'll pop the links below, but yeah, if you want to share what you're up to, where you're based, how people can find you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm doing a little bit of like um, business mentorship, but also a bit of like my tantric consult work, which is like teaching women how to connect in and, and offer this as a practitioner. Um, so if people want to find me, I'm based um, in the sort of south of the Gold Coast and they can find me through Victoria Redbard on social media and, you know, all of them basically, TikTok, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and also Yoni Elixir through the, all of this, all of the social medias as well. Um, yeah, I think Instagram is probably a good place to find me. If you want to send me a message on there, I usually get back to you very quickly. And yeah, same for the website, Victoria Redbard or Yoni Elixir. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'll pop all the links below. I'll pop the link for the Yoni Elixir as well. If anyone wants to start really cultivating that self-pleasure and self-connection practice, I think it's an amazing product and highly recommend. Amazing. Thanks, honey. See you then. Thank you. Bye. You are invited to join me on an incredible journey. Deep Pleasure is a six-week activation journey beginning February 15th where we will be connecting live every week for six weeks. This is for the woman who is ready to connect to herself, her body, her pleasure in a deeply loving way so that she can experience deep pleasure, tap into her power and truly enjoy life. By joining Deep Pleasure, you will connect to your body, expand your capacity to feel deep pleasure, joy and orgasmic bliss, cultivate inner safety and feel secure within yourself to be authentically and unapologetically yourself and to confidently express yourself. You will also transform your sexual narrative so that you can sexually thrive and feel more connection, intimacy and aliveness. Accessing your pleasure will support you in creating the life you deeply desire and thriving in all areas of your life. For being in your pleasure causes you to become magnetic for what you deeply desire. Doing this deep internal work for yourself is absolutely life-changing and will transform your relationship to yourself and really open you up to having these beautiful new experiences and i can't wait to share this journey with you if you would like to learn more about deep pleasure my six-week activation journey i've popped the link below in the description i'm so excited to share this journey with you and i'm even more excited for you to tap into that deep love deep pleasure and aliveness inside of yourself Thank you so much for listening to the Good Girl Unleashed podcast. If you are loving this content, go ahead and subscribe to be notified of upcoming episodes. Please leave a five-star review to help me get these powerful teachings and practices to those who need it. If you would like to submit a question or would like to know more about how we can work together, send me an email to info at So much love to you, beautiful human. Until next time.